0: Welcome back to the Starbase Indie Podcast, where we talk to and about people who are inspired by Star Trek or science fiction to work towards hopeful futures in the real world.
1: Um, I'm Shaden Fauver. I'm in Kentucky. Um, I'm a private attorney and not we're going to talk about that part, but I'm running for office right now. We so won't talk about that because we won't get you in trouble.
0: So. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm still learning those rules so you've been a fan of science fiction for a long time so what yes. are some of your favorite science fiction universes well
1: of course Star Trek um, for
0: sure
1: right but I wasn't introduced to Star Trek when I was like seven and I think the Shinara stones thing with that's not the right but you're talking about the thera like they were oh at- yeah yeah
0: yeah uh the sword of Shannara and yeah. uh yeah, yeah. those yeah. books
1: I think those were my those are my fa- first fantasy novels I wrote I read like when, when I was like twelve or thirteen, my first like first guy I ever talked to introduced me to those books. And so I've always liked those too. Now I'm a bigger fan of the science part of fantasy I mean, and science fiction, but it's all good. Um,
0: so how, how has your love of science fiction affected your decision to go into the law?
1: Well, actually one of the one reason I love Star Trek is because it inspires us to a better world. We've survived World War Three. And actually we have in the timeline already. Uh, and so that's one of the reasons I decided, well, first I went to Peace Corps. And then I decided to become a lawyer because I wanted to help people. And cause then you have a different, so I wanted to represent the voiceless people in the community. And now I've been doing that for 18 years. And so now I'm running to a higher court so that I can help them in a different way.
0: That's fantastic. So you talk about being a lawyer for 18 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have represented clients everywhere from the traffic court to the Supreme Court. Yes. I, I just, I'm going to have to ask, tell, tell us about your experience at the Supreme Court.
1: Well, first off, when you file a case, just a case, you don't know it's going to go. Court. You anticipate that. Cause at that point, everybody was filing Mar- the marriage Mar- equality cases. Mm-hmm. June 26, 2013, the Windsor case before that loud, somebody who had been married to, to recognize their marriage for tax purposes. And the way it was written by the Supreme Court, it basically it, it said nobody asked for gay marriage. And every every attorney across the country was like, oh, they're asking us to file. So we did. And so we were just one of the many that filed. the country we were filing. The thing is, uh, because I'd never filed a civil rights case at that point, I represented a lot of LGBT people, but never at that level, mm-hmm. and because we asked for everything. Everybody else asked for death certificates, marriage certificates, we asked for everything. And that's one of the reasons it got pulled in faster. And it went Sixth Circuit, which is the higher court for us. And across the country, everybody else was ruling for gay marriage. Sixth Circuit, where we live, had not
0: Mm -hmm.
1: ruled against us. And that's how we got to Supreme Court, because somebody had to say no before we could get to Supreme Court.
0: Oh, that makes sense. I hadn't thought about it that way, but that absolutely makes sense. So was it actually the the main case? Yes.
1: And the, they list their four there's four states in the Sixth Circuit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Tennessee, Ohio, Michigan. Um, so they pulled ours together. So it could have been labeled to any of them. But we went to Supreme Court, Obergefell, which is Ohio, mm-hmm. um, filed six minutes before we did. Otherwise, it wouldn't be this year. But that's fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. What about that process was surprising to you? We all have an idea of what it would be like to stand up in front of those judges, but well, what was the reality like?
1: Um, I didn't actually do the that part of it because there are only so many people that speak at the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So there, we had one people, we had two people argue for us. Um, one has done this before; he's from he's he's from Stanford. He's he's spoken it before, and was um, someone. Somebody else that has well, she's a, an activist and she has been representing people for thirty years in the and the gay community because she's a lesbian and she did it. She argued too. It was her first time in front of Supreme Court, and so well, we actually had we moot had you call it moot court when you're practicing. So we mm-hmm. had moot court and we practiced with the different lawyers and we decided who was going to speak and we wanted them to be those representatives for all of our clients. So.
0: So what is your favorite thing about representing clients in courts?
1: Um, uh, when we win. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's fair. But sometimes like before, okay, before the Affordable Care Act, sometimes it was just getting their insurance for Social Security because that was a big deal. I would get postcards. Now I have insurance. I don't have to choose between food and medicine. I've I gotten those things for years. Uh, now we have people are getting their records expunged. That i can vote and i get all excited um but yes every time i see a, a, a gay couple get married on tv it still moves me because I'm, like, yay we did part of that so
0: how amazing yeah that's that's really cool so star trek is your is your favorite right. science fiction universe of course. Um, and they they do deal with legal issues on Star Trek a lot. So, what's your favorite legal sort of issue they talk about on Star Trek?
1: Well, I don't know if it's my favorite, but the one that seems to be the theme when I present about Star Trek is always
0: mm-hmm.
1: just because it makes sense. Um, is... I did was whether or not we need lawyers. Mm-hmm. We have evolved past that, but what we see there's always ones. Either it's like measure man or it's along the lines of just you know debates when you're talking about doing uh, treaties for other species. But I just like the fact that, 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 you know, even though we're supposed to be better people, um, everybody has a different aspect, which is when the lawyers have to come in and sometimes explain why everybody's views are different. So I don't know if that's my favorite part, but as a lawyer, that's, you know, if I, I, ooh, I get this now. And they actually follow like what would be legal precedent and stuff like that.
0: The, um, yeah, just because we have evolved more doesn't mean there won't still be disagreement. If everyone right. thought the same thing, how boring would that be? Yeah.
1: Um, well, and- I was, when I've when done I presentations where you start with the uh, the devil in the dark, you know, and as a kid, that was one of my favorite episodes. When so we, that's
0: the one with the Horda.
1: With the Horda, yes, because you don't know it's a being that right. thinks and feels and everything. And I think that's probably, well, because it was probably one of the first ones I saw because it would have been like seven, or eight, when I start, they were repeats. Let me preface that. I'm not that old. They were repeats, but, uh, but, uh, but yes, that one always, I've always remembered that. So, you know, cause then you could, cause you don't know, we look different and it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and in the end of that episode, for people who aren't familiar with it, they, they think they're going after this monster and it, uh was it right up don't kill i don't kill me basically yeah Uh, um, it was was the mom it was the mom and it was trying to protect it yeah Yeah. and we just the the crew of the enterprise didn't understand because it wasn't showing up in a thing in a way they were familiar with um and so that's one of the things that science fiction gets to get into is even if someone really doesn't look like you or isn't even because the horde is a silicon based creature, mm-hmm. right? Um, they aren't even based to the same materials. What is it that makes them sentient? That that right. piece of sentience.
1: And then once they work, they work together and help the miners.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: the babies were getting killed when they were doing the miners were digging. So once to the horde, the horde would dig the would make the mine holes for them, so they could get where they needed to be without digging. So and if
0: yeah, figure out what works for everybody, and that's yeah. how that's how we hope it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you see science fiction talk about the law and the legal process, what what do you what makes you crazy because they're getting it so wrong? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's like any television show; it's hard to watch sometimes. Like I know mm-hmm. they can't watch like ER,
0: you know?
1: right. Like, but Law and Order; those kind of shows are pretty based on cases we studied in law school. They're actually following the law. Now things like I mean it's hard to see because Star Trek is so far ahead but when they like the, mm-hmm. doctor, when he had a trial to see if he could keep the rights to his own creation right? graphic novels basically, hollow novels sorry, um, that kind of thing so I think that's great because it follows what probably would be like that because the same basis when you see the Klingon trials which are still based on law even though they have the same they have a different conclusions. They already know somebody's dead, going to get killed, or whatever. But
0: mm-hmm. they
1: process, so that's interesting to watch that too.
0: Um. So you have spoken several times at Star Trek mm-hmm. conventions, and not mm-hmm. just Starbase Indie about when it when is it that a being has rights? And I'm right. not going to have you talk a lot about it because you're going to talk about it at our show in just a couple weeks. Um so you know everyone come come listen live. But what I am curious about is so what is that why is that question fascinating to you?
1: Well the first time I did it, we did it last year at mm-hmm. um, it was a debate. And so there are those two kids that were like 12 and 13 and they were like they had all these questions and at the end of like so who won? I'm like, we don't know. And that's the whole thing that we don't know what is a sentient. So it's like But it's great, too, because things have changed. Last year, the U.K. decided not to boil lobsters um, because they scream. That kind of thing. Things actually are going on right now. So I think it's really cool to talk about it in the future because we won't recognize things now that later we will. Or like, you know, when the aliens came back to see the whales in Star Trek IV because Mm -hmm. the beings, they know they're there. And we did not recognize that at that point. So I just think (laughs) it's cool.
0: (laughs) wait so the uk has said you can't boil lobsters is this i didn't know this was a thing yeah, that is this was a right
1: after, like around christmas last year really and octopuses i didn't know they boiled lobsters up uh, uh, octopus is alive too so yeah apparently they do. so
0: i mean i i get the octopus thing because there's some pretty interesting compelling evidence yeah. about octopus intelligence yes, yes. is uh with lobsters? I thought that was just the steam coming out of their shells and their... Okay. I don't know,
1: but it's the law there, so.
0: <laughs> Do you suppose that'll become the law here too? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not, yeah, but, yeah. but how interesting. Yeah. Um, so, when you're talking about when yeah. when creatures, when beings have rights, what about that top... Oh, and okay. I'm going to back up a second. Okay. I remember uh, talking to Joe, who did that panel yeah. with you last year, and how yeah. impressed he was by those two young ladies, mm-hmm. and I ran into them at a convention this year and I, that I was doing a table. It might have been PopCon. I'm not sure. I, I, they're starting to blur. And they talked about how great that conversation was, awesome. and and I knew it was the same uh kids because joe had talked about giving them his pips off his uniform and they talked about getting those pips on it was the same kids and this was months later and they were still excited about that conversation and what it made them think about uh, so this is what i love when i get stories like
1: that well and i was trying to track them out later i was going to give them an honorary membership to our ship i couldn't find them later i them this year I had to do the answer.
0: Hopefully they'll come back. Yeah, and hopefully they'll come back to the panel. And you'll, yes. So if you're listening, kids, <laughs> come back and you'll get an honorary membership to a ship. Um, and so when you're talking about this idea of rights and rights for beings that aren't the same as we are, you have those conversations. What is it that surprises people about those conversations?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that we don't have a definition. Legally, we don't have a definition. It's one of those things like you see it, you know, There's a law about like pornography and stuff. When they would right, talk. yeah, you know what it is if you see it, right? Kind of thing. So, you know, is when it, when you realize it feels things like you can't say to your cat who responds to you when it's so your sad or whatever, you know, they're sent to you because they know what's going on, things like that. But most people don't recognize it. Or they just don't want to because they realize everything's sentient, like Dr. Noor said. Everything is sentient, so I think that might be a problem when you're eating things. <laughs> which is why panel with me let's talk about that. So.
0: yeah, yeah. How? So, from a legal perspective, because you're right, this does um, create all kinds of challenges. Mm-hmm. If you know, I, I read something not too long ago about the scent that cut grass makes, which is a f- uh, a warning to other plants in the area that, uh, I've heard it, that, right. And there's some, there's some kind of interesting science about even things that, you know, are plants communicating. And mm-hmm. so how does that, uh, how does that affect how we act in the world? So where do you kind of expect this? You know, you, this is obviously an area of law that you're interested in. Where do you expect mm-hmm. it to go in the future?
1: Well, we do actually have a legal division at, at the United Nations. Um, they talked about that at one of the different Star Trek conventions a few years ago, um, because if, when aliens land, we have a policy to handle, handle that, depends on where they land, I guess, but it depends on whether or not they recognize us as sentient, I guess, too, I don't know what's going to happen at that point. And so it's just interesting now, until we can make our own food with a replicator, I think people will not recognize a lot of things being sentient because they don't want to feel bad when they're eating. Or whatever but once we get to replicators and people oh we don't have to eat these things anymore there's other ways to do that so yeah
0: and we're getting we're getting closer to that with clone technology right where yeah. the cloned meat kind of stuff we're, we're yeah, but having I've seen
1: pictures of the clone meat i don't know if i could eat that but yeah because <laughs> it looks gross not because it's. You
0: know. yeah we do that is definitely one of the the issues and we have our our uh perennial panel on edible entomology i always talk sarah into redoing it because i love that we do that um and so this
1: year i missed it last time so
0: yeah 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 and and it was it was terrible that we couldn't have a convention in 2020 with the brood x cicadas coming out because there was there were plans (laughs) for those cicadas (laughs) um and but then 2020 didn't happen but yeah that that concept how do we get over the sort of the squick factor and this is true in rights issues, too, you know, given the natural tendency sort of is to give people more rights if we think they look like they're sentient, but that's not necessarily a good legal precedent, right?
1: That was one of the slides that you'll see when we do this, too, because it's like when people look like you, is that when you know they're sentient or they don't have to look like you to be sentient? Yeah.
0: What were some some of the other questions?
1: Well, it's funny because, well... I did my slides with people. I'm like, it's supposed to be interactive. People didn't interact, interactive. So after I run out slides, after like 10 minutes, I'm supposed to ask questions. Then I got 30 minutes of questions. It was just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Now, last one, which I can't answer because I'm running for office, was about fetus. I can't even a hypothetical, monster, like alien is answer the question. <laughs> Whether they have rights, because I came up like, really? After 40 minutes, this, but usually it's like, but the kids were asking things like, so... What If we run into aliens, then what do we do? Like, if they're sentient, like, well, part of the issue because we don't know yet, you know. We'll recognize them as having the same rights that we do because we didn't used to recognize other people as having the same rights. Right. You you and I didn't have rights before. So it just depends. You have to, so hopefully it's an evolutional kind of thing. Like we recognize other things and then give them more rights because we know that that's It's like it's It's like being a civil rights attorney like that. They get more rights when you realize they have the same status as you. Yeah, and that can be
0: hard to to recognize that that difference. I'm trying to remember. There's another topic you've talked on at Starbase.
1: It was it was sentience. Before that, it was Star Trek and the Law. I spoke at, at Nerd Night here, uh, mm-hmm. but then the, the one with you all last year was the first one I've done with you all. Was a sentient being I think that label somewhere else at one of the conventions but you're my first presentation at a convention
0: were we really i love mm-hmm. it when we do that for people when you are not the only speaker that has come back that we're yeah. the first place they've spoken yeah. I, I love that we are kind of a friendly sort of first stop for that yes as, and then people go on to to take greater things oh
1: that's what well, they come back though yeah Plus, well I think- yes
0: they come back
1: yes <laughs> You're on know, um, two hours for me. So.
0: Yeah, you have to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that you're running for office and this is probably taking up most of your time. Okay. But what else are you working on? What else are you working on now?
1: Um, well I'm trying to besides the campaign stuff. I was writing a book about the gay marriage case before COVID and then I just things got, you know, you would think that some people I know had more time during COVID. I guess because my teenage kids lived, never left the house and they were finishing school. Right. Yeah. That was not too. So, but yeah, I had a draft before COVID. So once I get when the election's over, then I'll try to finish my book about the marriage case. So.
0: That will be fun to read. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you. So, what is it that you like about Starbase Indy? Even you go to a lot of conventions. What is it about Starbase Indy that you like?
1: I always tell people that Starbase City is has a scientist there. Like it's the sci- it's science based. Yes, there are actors there, but the other ones, you know, a lot of them are actors and scientists equally. But Starbase City has most scientists, at least when I was there last year. I think that's normal there. And uh, mm-hmm. I, just, I like the science and the science fiction. And like you can talk to everybody about all the stuff. The having drinks with the scientists afterwards and whatever, and conversations. Yep. And like that was that's my favorite part
0: yep we've got that coming back we do have we've got a couple of uh geneticists coming and we have a couple of folks who have worked on human space flight yeah that's gonna be great fun we had uh several of them last year and, and several of them have come back. And so mm-hmm. get to talk, you know, talk to somebody who actually helped redesign part of the shuttle to get another astronaut on so they could awesome. travel safely. And,
1: and hopefully someone come up, talk about DART since that was just a couple days ago when we took down, you know, we were yeah. getting yes, in asteroids in space. It's like, you could tell, I've listened to a lot of people, this is one of scientists, but as they're talking, they're just like giddy. Cause they're like, never got to do this. And they've been trying to do this and they just got to do it the first time. It's just like, this is so much fun. So,
0: yeah, you know, the, the phrase planetary defense we mm. expect to hear in science fiction, and but that's not science fiction news this week, is it?
1: No, my kid told me, like, what are you talking about? I didn't know they were doing that. So,
0: Yeah, I, I saw it kind of as it was happening, too. I didn't know it was coming.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, in fact, I'm just finalizing the program guide. I need to see if I can get one of them to, to talk about that. Because that I'm would sure be. If can,
1: if, well, if they're not too busy, I'm sure you'd be happy to have one of them talk to you.
0: Yes. Uh, so, where can people find you online?
1: Okay. Um, everything has my name on it. So, it's either you know, Shannon and there's Facebook, and actually, on, and then Twitter is Faver Law and Faver for Judge, and mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok, Instagram and TikTok right now. They're for, for Judge. <laughs> so, I take care of all my stuff. Um, but any of those, you can find me on any of that stuff or the websites. Um, it's one for the firm, which is still active, but it's falloverlaw.com and then falloverforjudge.com. Either of those, some comes directly to me. So, and I've told people to ask at the last convention until we shut down, if they have questions for next year, things they didn't think of, please let me know. So I can add it next time. So they can do that. If you think of something before Starbase Indy, let me know. And then I'll kind of add it into the panel.
0: Fantastic. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time, because I know you're very busy, but thank you so much for talking to me. And I can't wait to see you on the Starbase. Ooh.
1: Next month. Ooh. Yes. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Starbase Indie Podcast. To find more information about our live event this November, check us out at starbaseindy.org, or on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. See you on the Starbase!